What did you just ask me? Um, do you have your flowers picked out? Flowers picked out. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've got the flowers picked out. A big dime. Um, oh, that's a dog underneath my feet. All right, do you want to, Simon, welcome people back, preferably into a microphone? Yes, folks, you better welcome back to another episode of Maybe Next. Oh, shit, we can do it together. Oh, my God, yes. All right, well, all let's right, start right, it over. Right, Ready? Yeah, 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 yeah. To another episode, episode of, of Maybe Next Time. I am your host, William, with my co-host, Simon Nets Nation, we got flower power. <laughs> we are back as we are each and every unrelenting week to talk with you, our dear listener, about all things Nets Nation. And Simon, have we ever got a show for the people out there? Before we get to the show, Simon, I've got to ask. I have to ask. I have to know. How the heck are you? <laughs> a little tired. A little tired. Need that cup of joe. A little me tired. <laughs> Why don't you have a little sip of that joe? <laughs> <laughs> William's got me medicated. <laughs> Both for me and the listener's sake. I think you should take a little sip of that joe. Mm, lots of energy I hear is what people like on the mic. <laughs> Let's see. Mm. That is a fantastic. That's a pour over. A fantastic yeah. cup of coffee. Oh, good. good. William, good lord. <laughs> Folks, wish you were here. <laughs> so we folks, folks, folks out there, we're here. And we've got a busy, 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 busy agenda, as we always do for you each and every week, because Nets Nation is a poppin', popular, cool, happening place to be. So <laughs> <laughs> oh my, uh, what do they say in like '50s car hop radio? Like, oh, oh like, hey, beboppers and jibbity jets, right? Or... All the ghosts and ghouls out there <laughs> on this spooky Saturday night. <laughs> Okay. Amazing I, coffee. Yeah, better coffee than an <laughs> intro. I'll give you that. Uh, we have a, we have a busy agenda as always. We're going to talk Kyrie Irving's absence. We're going to do a stat station, and this is the DeAndre Jordan edition. Spoiler alert: it uh, <laughs> it does not have a happy ending. Uh, we're going to do some Harden MVP talk again. We were prophetic last week in uh, saying this was going to become a bigger part of the discourse. Uh, we're going to talk about Joe Psy. Upsighting some people. Oh, some yes, owners. he's upsighting. <laughs> uh, and then we're going to get to a theme. But first, Simon, twas another quiet trade deadline. <laughs> and all through the buyout market, <laughs> not a something was stirring. Not even Creature. in Andre Drummond. Yes, not a Drummond yet. All right, Simon. A trade deadline comes. A trade deadline goes. There are no new nets. There are no fewer nets. Spencer Dinwiddie, a guy you and I were certain, were convinced. Would be getting moved, wasn't moved, which to me, Simon says, not that we didn't get the right package for him, 
but that literally not one single offer must have been made. Well, I, yeah, or, or the offers were like for people who have money on their contracts after a year, like I had read and have no reason to doubt that Josai was like, I don't want to put, um, you know, more more money into this team. You know what I mean? Like, no money after this year um, uh, in on the contract. So, um, so yeah, I, I and I imagine, you know, they... I have to imagine they would have taken, like, second-round picks and some schlub. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Something going on with my mic? Um, the levels are a little low, but I'll, I can turn those up in post-production, hopefully. I don't think it's detrimentally low, though they were there for a minute. I would just, um, you know, be mindful. Okay. Hello. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, uh, okay, so that makes sense. Yeah, I, I suppose there could have been a deal, uh, as you say, that was for longer-term money that they're they're nervous about. Long and the short of it is, though, we still have Spencer Dinwiddie, which means the other side of the spectrum that we talked about last week, the part of Nets Twitter that believes that Spencer Dinwiddie is the greatest secret weapon uh, in the NBA who's going to come back in the playoffs and, you know, resume, uh, uh, you know, pick back up in the starting lineup. And Although now with James Harden, he would not be a starter. He'd 100% lead the second unit, though. Yeah. Uh, and he would be a great secret weapon. Are you now hoping he is a secret weapon for the Nets? I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I'm not an idiot. I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. If that's the only thing we we have now, um, de- definitely uh, it would be great to have him back. Um, love to see him eat up those Shamit and uh, TLC and Tyler Johnson minutes. Um, those have been kind of irking me lately. Mm. I know Shamit's been hurt, but prior to that. Um, he had gone through another phase in the cycle of New York Post stories where it was back to like, oh, he's having a tough one now. <laughs> I'm, I have to admit, I'm warming to Shamit. Mm. And I know oh, this, I isn't, this isn't going to go over well with my co-hosts, but yeah, I, I think he does more than just miss three-pointers, uh, which he does quite a lot of. Um, but he does play defense. And he has shown a little more off-ball cutting in some games that um, recently. And I don't know. He's just not – he's not – like, at first, he was basically – seemed to just be a three-point specialist who couldn't hit threes. Mm -hmm. But I think that he is – better defensively, longer defensively. Like, I think because he is – I don't know. There's there's no, like – good way of saying this. I think because he's not very good looking. Um, Like you just assume he's not really that athletic or something. Mm. But he is really, he's pretty fast and he's way longer than you would think. So he's not bad defensively, I don't think. To me, I always see him getting bullied. Like I I agree he gives effort on defense. I think he's trying out there. But to me, he's always like, they're always looking and they're switching defense to, to get him on a bigger guy because... He is powerless in those situations. Yeah, that that's that's true, and it might just be that I noticed that he's trying, which is um, occasionally a rarity on Nets defense, especially yeah. when it's anchored by DeAndre Jordan, who again <laughs> we will get to. But anyway, nothing happened at the trade deadline. Now, of course, we always look forward, and Sean Marks is always, of course, active. 
to the buyout market. Here's some names. LaMarcus Aldridge, Gorgie Jang, Andre Drummond, Otto Porter, and Avery Bradley. Of those five, or perhaps a name I haven't mentioned, um, do you think any of them are realistically going to end up in net? And if so, which do you hope it is? So, I... My number one pick, and I think we both agree on this, is Otto Porter. Um, But I don't think... Auto, I'm worried Auto is not going to get bought out. There's some, like, his jersey was, like, was tweeted out. Like, it was like, oh, Auto's going to wear a 22 or whatever, uh-huh. like, the seconds after he was traded. Where did he, uh, oh, the Magic. Magic, yeah. Right. Um, he was uh, a salary filler, as they like to say. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, the thought immediately after the trade, at least on Ned's Twitter, it seemed like was like, oh, okay, well, the Magic... What are they gonna want with a, with an auto porter? But I think what an auto porter wants with an auto porter is to make sure he gets every last cent of his contract, <laughs> right? Um, which is understandable. Um, and he's, how much longer is on the thing? This is this is his last year. Oh, okay. But this is his. I mean, he knows he's gonna get a significant pay cut after this. And I, again, it would be great. If he and I have long hoped and continue to hope that he would be like he he would want to to ring chase, but he may not be at the age where that is his primary goal. Yeah, uh, career extending, I think, is the <laughs> mode that he's in right yeah. now more than you know the sweetener on an otherwise great and storied and long career. Yeah. He's still very much in the middle of his career. Yeah. I, I think he has had some, uh, you know, he was bit by the injury bug and it comes for us all, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm not particularly affected by it because, you know, I could literally just be in, in a jar and pretty much exist in the same, you know, <laughs> put him in a jar. He'll do fine folks. <laughs> Uh, all right. Anyway, I'm into Otto Porter. I think that there's a lot more in Otto Porter if he's healthy than people have seen, and they're sort of forgetting that he was a really good three third guy in Washington when he and Beal and Wall were all healthy. Obviously, he would be the third guy in Brooklyn, but he could be like the sixth or seventh guy, and I think could be, you know, decent enough. So he'd be good. I don't want LaMarcus Aldridge at all. I agree. I think him and Blake Griffin are interchangeable at this point. I think Gorgie Jang is interesting, but honestly, I don't see him as being much more than like an eighth or ninth at best guy on the team, which if Dan Tony has his way or um, Dan Phoney has his way in the playoffs is probably not going to get any playing time anyway. Right. And, and Nick, Nick, yeah, I mean, I, I he is my second pick, Gorgie. Yeah, for 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 most enticing, just because um, he he has the best real plus minus. He's like I think the like not he, he's he's one of the better on offense of the um of the the buyouts. Drummond is better, but Drummond is also kind of worse in a way. Like he's a weird like he is more offensively potent, but also requires a lot of post-ups uh-huh. um, and is shooting like 47%, which is like qu- quite low for a center. 
Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I, you know, he's not going to take too much away. He's not going to give you too much. Um, and, um, yeah, so he, he would be messing with it. But I agree. And, and, I mean, Claxton's been so good that it's kind of made me feel like less stressed about the center. Yeah, I mean, Andre Drummond would just be nice and that it could be the DeAndre Jordan nail in the coffin thing. <laughs> also, it would be kind of nice and that you would ensure that he doesn't go to another contender. Mm. Um, but I don't know that he's necessarily a huge plus. What about, I'm surprised you're not a little hotter about our old friend Avery Bradley. You know, he's got a little fight. He's got a little bulldog in him. I, I, that's a great point. I, I do like Avery Bradley. I just, you know, I can't help but notice that nobody wanted him. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, like the, 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 the Lakers won a championship when he w- didn't, w- didn't go with play. them. Yeah. Um. So it's just, I mean, what what I think Nets fans are slowly realizing is that like. Our dreams, I'll just speak for myself, our dreams of, like, a, a, a like, really game-changing trade deadline slash buyout market is uh, not really going to happen. Like, even if we get, like, whoever, pick your dream buyout guy, is that guy really going to help that much? Right. Probably I not. think, for sure, that the, the thing that the Nets need most uh, to help them at the trade deadline is for KD and Kyrie to come back. Yeah. So we know why KD is out, and we hope that that stops (laughs) at some point. And, you know, we hope that he comes back relatively soon. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not confident that it's going to be in the next, before we record again. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I bet we record minimum two more times before he comes back. Oof. So I guess at least another two weeks. Uh, But then there's Kyrie, and he is not injured in a physical, any physical sense. Uh, He has taken a personal leave once again from the team. Um, Where are you at with this round of Kyrie is has decided to once again? Um, not play because I'm 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 definitely conflicted. You know, on like a human level, I I feel bad for the guy. I would like you know if he's really suffering this much, you know, it's it's hard for him to have this pressure to come and perform and and do this thing uh, from a team, you know, a Nets fan perspective. I'd love to see him on the court and helping this team because he's a really essential part of them being good, hopefully, theoretically, anyway. Um, You know, I also don't want to be on the side of, like, ownership um, and being like, hey, you're under contract. You do what I tell you to do when I, when I tell you to do it. Right. Um, and you don't actually have to put those on. Oh, okay. They're not serving any real purpose. Oh, got it. Uh, actually, I might take mine off. So, w- yeah, what? where are you at with this? Like, he, yeah. Great. I would like him to play, but also I understand that maybe he <laughs> Yes. That's unreasonable to where, expect. Where, where I am with this, William, is I'm clinging to a tweet I saw from a non-blue check person that I have not seen verified anywhere else that says that the reason he's out is his fiance uh, had a kid. 
Oh, okay. Uh, now, again, I cannot stress how little confirmation or how unverified that tweet was. But um, that is where my head is at, is focusing on that being the truth. So do you need there to be a reason then beyond like like okay here's a big life event any you know most players if they have a kid are going to take a few games off would it be comforting to you to know that there is like a a reason that you could write down on a piece of paper and everyone could from a narrative perspective understand why this is happening other than that that's easier than like Kyrie Irving is experienced doesn't want to play right now for personal reasons. That's ina- inadequate and insufficient for you. It's, I mean, yes. To, to your point on the on that, yes, I, you know, f- human beings are co- complicated, etc. Um, so I don't, I don't want to say like, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a bullshit excuse if it is just mental health problems, um, because those are real. But those could stretch on indefinitely, could reappear at any time. Um, so if it's just this, like, you know, happy thing um, that, generally speaking, people come back from right. uh, without too too long, um, that would be great. Yes, for sure. Um, it is staggering, <laughs> How many games both he and KD have missed in their two seasons here in Brooklyn? Yes. Now, Kyrie has, has by Kyrie standards, been basically... Uh, um, A true Iron Man. Yes. <laughs> like, he he's played, I think, 31 games, something like that. Now, we've played quite a bit more than mm-hmm. that. We've played, like, 46 games, I think. But, my God, 31 for, games? Totally. <laughs> for him? Over two-thirds of the games? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a true miracle. Um, yeah, I guess we'll see. I, I think if we're talking about this again next week, then uh, bigger reason for concern. Um, a final note on it. If it is him having a kid, this is classic Kyrie in that, like you have a great out, like you have a really good, easy custom made excuse that everyone, you, you know, that isn't really an excuse. Like people understand, just say it if that's the reason. But then if it, if he hasn't said it for whatever reason, and then everyone has to speculate it, you get it from a non blue check mark, whatever. Um, that's just a, you know, sort of just quintessential Kyrie's fraught, um, ability to handle public relations. Yes. And this time, I don't know about you, William, but I have not seen any sort of you know, this hasn't been on the, like, first take shows the way his, his last absence was. Like, there's not, for whatever reason, there's not as much yeah, buzz on, about this. on the David Aldrich, Wozni Lambre show this week, they had Sarah Kustak on, and Wozni Lambre asked her. Um, he's like, I've never seen anyone in the NBA treat 
being an NBA player, like the rest of us, treat our jobs, where you're just like, eh, I'm not going to show up today, you know, <laughs> like, and that just seems to be what Kyrie is doing. Like, tell like what is happening on that front, like how, uh, like how is the team reacting and things like that. And Sarah Kustock said, somewhat convincingly, though, you know, like she's kind of a. a Paid, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, apparatchik yeah, of yeah. the of the Nets organization, but basically said like, you know, yeah, Kyrie is a different kind of guy, but the team ha- really understands and respects Kyrie and is comfortable and flexible with like his needs. So if that's true, and everyone's like, all right, cool, yeah, like, the rest of us have to do this every single day in spite of the myriad things happening in our lives that are not playing NBA basketball, but we continue to keep doing this, but we understand that this guy is a special case and needs all these exceptions and exemptions, and because we love him as a teammate, we're fine with that. Maybe that's true, but it's also not at all hard to imagine how that would try people's patience. Um, over the course of a season, now multiple seasons. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. Again, like next week, if he's still out, then we have things to worry about. Yeah. All right. Let's head to Choo 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 Stat Station. Uh-oh. The DeAndre Jordan must be stopped edition. <laughs> so I'm just going to quickly go through a few DeAndre Jordan numbers, Simon. So that we can, because, you know, you you go on Twitter during a Nets game now and I'd say that 80% of the tweets that I'm seeing are, why is DeAndre Jordan in the game? <laughs> <laughs> like all caps, exclamation marks, bold, starred, like, please, somebody get him out of the game. He's a disaster. And I just want to, to provide some context for why that should be everyone's reaction. Like, why everyone isn't crazy for thinking DeAndre Jordan, it's bad when he's in the game. It is bad when he's in the game. <laughs> and I want, I want to go through some of those, those reasons. So since the All-Star break, the Nets have been, are 7-2. and two. Pretty damn good. Good record. One of those games was the loss when J- James Harden was out and Kyrie and KD. That goes without saying at this point. But and James Harden. We got blown out by Utah. It was one of... I watched the first half, and it was truly horrible to watch. But, you know... Without that game, seven and one, we're we've been amazing. We've been amazing. Um, in that time, DeAndre Jordan has been a negative seven point two in plus minus. So we're basically pretty damn close to undefeated in that time, and yet he still has a negative, a really large negative plus minus. Uh, zoom out to the whole season including the time when he's been a starter with three MVP-level you know, players, KD, Kyrie, and James Harden. Uh, the team has been, you know, pretty good. We have the close to the best record in the East. Um, full season, when he's on the court, he's a plus .2 mm. for the entire season. Uh, when he's off the court, the team has been a plus four. Mm. So the team on the entire season has been a plus four. And it's even worse when you begin to look at him on and off, on and off court numbers for him per 100 possessions. So when per 100 possessions, that stays the same with him on the court. It's 0.4, basically. But per 100 possessions, uh, when he's off the court, the team goes up to plus seven 
So they're seven points um, better. But if we're just looking at the all-star break, it's even worse. And so that's what, like, the last nine games, I feel like, are just such a (laughs) great case for why DeAndre Jordan shouldn't be on this team. So after the all-star break, DeAndre Jordan is negative 10.6 while on the court. And the team is a positive 14.1 when he's off the court. So they're 24 points better per 100 (laughs) possessions with him not on the court. 24 points! That's bad. And to put that in comparison, Claxton, since the All-Star break, his rival center, Simon, has been a plus 15.49 when on the court. The Nets have been 15.49 points positive when he's on the court and a negative 7.8 when he's off the court. So they're 22 points better when Claxton is on the court, and they're 24 points worse <laughs> when DeAndre Jordan is on the court. That is the 46-point 40, chasm separates these two centers, which, like, Nick Claxton just proves you don't have to be. Like, Nick, Nick's, Nick Claxton is an unexperienced second-year guy. Mm-hmm. But he's playing with James Harden and this, these, these, you know, these these players that are really easy to be good with. <laughs> Yet somehow DeAndre Jordan, every time he's on the court, the team is so much worse. And as soon as he goes off the court, these are the really telling numbers. As soon as he's off the court, the team is infinitely better. So, so. Like, it's not even that when he's on the court, he's the worst player ever. It's just the team is so good when he's not on the court. So I, I don't – and you sent me a thing about the power rankings and Claxton being good at defense. I don't know if you want to talk about that. But, like, but like yeah, this is – these on-off-court numbers, Simon, are just driving me crazy. Like, the team really good without DeAndre on, really bad with him on. Where are you at with this? Uh, so I feel like <clears> – <throat> I I am not a DeAndre fan, um, uh, much like yourself. But I find it, it's sort of ironic that um, you know Kenny Atkinson was fired in part because he refused to um, start uh, DeAndre. But honestly, I I think this is kind of a careful where what you wish for situation because. Kenny was wedded to the drop coverage mode of defense, and that is the only type of defense that you can play with DeAndre. He, while he doesn't look good doing the drop coverage, Mm-mm. don't get me wrong. He's but already dropped. He looks... <laughs> he's, he's, he, he doesn't play a drop the, coverage. He's anchored. He's the plummet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's anchored to the paint. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have to go anywhere because I'm already here. <laughs> right. I'm not dropping. I've dropped <laughs> right. exactly. So, but but him switching just looks absurd. Like he yeah. is. If you had to design someone who's bad at a switching defense, <laughs> yeah. he he is it. He is like the most um, concentrated form of that. Um, meanwhile, his uh, his replacement. Is, is amazing, as we've talked about. Claxton. Um, yeah, he's perfect for, for switching. Like, he can switch on to from one through fives, as we've talked about. Um, so, uh, let's see. Yeah, you know, it does it, these, these numbers are also out of date. I need to remember that when I send you stats on a Monday... Yeah, that you send them really early in the week. But, they're, I mean, they're... <laughs> but, 
But anyway, the, yeah, that point. I mean, they they go along with with your with your points, and also, um, Clax has been um, has been starting. Uh, or sorry, I'm sorry. Clax has been fin- finishing. Yeah. yeah, and he finished again last night. He he did not have a good game, but he was critical in the the last possession where he prevented. I forget what guard it was for Detroit, but he like prevented that guard from um, shooting. Uh, even getting off a shot at the last second. I also have, William, you ready for some breaking news? Yeah. Um, we just got a Seth bomb, you and I. Oh. Uh, we got uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> he was the one of those five guys I was least excited about. Right, I know. We, ju- we just did the segment. Um, so, folks, no, but to, to put a positive spin on it, he okay. is better than DeAndre. Yes. He is better at DeAndre. Like he can him. shoot threes. He he is another one where I know Bon Tamps was hammering like the Spurs are nine points worse when he plays. So we could be in for another round of that. But um, I don't know. I just have to assume he's a bit better than, <laughs> than yeah. DeAndre. I mean, I I will be honest with you. I've watched maybe a quarter of Spurs basketball <laughs> this year and cannot remember seeing LaMarcus Aldridge for one second of that. Um, I Like I said, I think, you know, I, I, I think him and Blake Griffin are really similar at this point. Mm-hmm. They're both like offensive-minded bigs. Um, whereas, you know, in our thinking anyway, we were hoping to get some sort of defense, uh, which I, uh, you know, it's always sort of been a knock on LaMarcus Aldridge, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I got nothing here. I don't, I just don't know enough about LaMarcus Aldridge's 35 year old game to really. <laughs> so he is a, yes, he is a minus, um, uh, 1.8, oof, that's bad. Um, yeah, sorry. He is a minus 1.87 on offense um, in real plus minus and a, a plus 0.33 defense, um, which is a little bit better than DeAndre Jordan, um, who is minus 1.77 on offense and plus 0.01 <laughs> on which defense. Is virtually impossible for a center. Like almost no centers are 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 negative or barely positive on offense. These boys are showing it. Yeah. Um, Uh, All right. Well, I mean, he is a big name. He used to be good. I worry. You know. Yeah. Is he going to take Claxton's minutes? Exactly. I was just going to say that is what I'm worried about. If he if he takes DeAndre's minutes, I think you and I are fine with that. If he is taking Claxton minutes, that is a huge bummer. And I feel like he's another one. Um, like Blake, where you do kind of have to give him minutes. He's not. I know it's not he, the same as getting a right. He was. Guy. I thought he was uh, like almost certainly going to the Heat, which mm, is what all the, what rumors the rumors were saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't imagine that he chose here without getting something like you're going to be a starter. Yeah, which again. Given that our Fine. starter is DeAndre. Yeah, no. Take his place uh, as a starter. If you want to be a starter, he would be better than DeAndre Jordan. Now, here's something for you, William. I have been pleasantly surprised. It's only been two games, but I've been pleasantly surprised with Blake Griffin. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were going to say Alize Johnson. 
No, I'm not. I'm not net income. <laughs> I mean, I, yes, he played a great game in a in a game we lost by thirty. Right. Uh, if you want him to be, if you want Alize Johnson to be your best player, you can lose every game by thirty <laughs> plus points. Um, you're pleasantly surprised by Blake Griffin. Okay, why? Uh, well, thank thank you for asking. Um, I again, you're always on your best behavior at, at a new job, etc. Um, so we'll see if this lasts. But he does not seem like he is like getting the ball and cooking. You know what I mean? It doesn't look like he's trying to run the Blake show. And he's coming off the bench for sure. Um, he <laughs> is like running on the. He's like diving for loose balls. He's um, fighting for rebounds. He's he's selling technical foul calls. Like he yeah. was he was rocking back when he was getting a, an elbow in the jaw for that um, for that um, technical and um, ejection last night against the Pistons. I don't know. I I he seems fine. I mean, he's not great. He's really immobile. Oh yeah. Um, but it's like he got that dunk though. <laughs> he got that. He got. I think he says two. He was now. so happy when he got that dunk. Yeah. Uh, I know. But, I mean, I would be but, if I but, ever dunked, but, <laughs> but he's but, Blake Griffin. Like, <laughs> have some self-respect. You're like one of the greatest dunkers ever. But he has not come in and seemed – the body language I get from him is like, I'm here to help out. I'll do the the dirty work. Right. You know, I'm, I'm ha- happy to, like, contribute, which, again, could change, but is, like, fine, perfectly great. No, I agree. And I think, like – I looked because I wasn't able to watch the game. It was not. It was on League Pass. Um, but I looked at the line and I saw the numbers and 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 yeah, it feels like he is aware of where he's at right now. I mean, he's put. It's got to be difficult <laughs> for a guy who is a superstar. But I think one great thing about this team. Um, is that because you're playing with with three guys who are so patently uh, are so much better than you, like so obviously superior to everyone else on the team, that you just can't fuck her. Like you're, you're like you either have to shed the ego or or like go away. You know, yeah. like Bl- Blake Griffin can't pretend. That he's one of the three, right? Right, and no one can like like you would have. We would have to get such a good player for them to have that. <laughs> um, we'll see if Lamarcus uh, thinks that he's still like worthy, like in the in the same class as these guys. I, I doubt it. I, I imagine they've had to be frank about like, hey man, this is these three guys' team. Yeah. Um, but I think that provides a certain freedom for Blake. Griffin and for players like that, hopefully, who can just come and and just sort of in their careers with some dignity yeah. and and like if you have an aged Blake Griffin, you at least know that this guy is a really smart yeah. basketball player who knows how to get things done and if he's not being asked to lead a team, can do some stuff. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. I'm, I've, I've been pleasantly surprised as well. Uh, speaking of great nets, James Harden comes out and <laughs> says, Simon, I feel like I am the MVP. Last episode, I think was titled, is James Harden the MVP? Uh, and then, of course, like a day later, LeBron James got hurt, and all of a sudden, 
James Harden's name begins appearing more and more and more as a serious MVP candidate. I am still of the belief that if KD comes back anytime soon, there's no chance James Harden wins because, again, you can't win MVP if you're the second best player on your team. Uh, But that said, I think very much like um, LeBron James, you see what this team is when James Harden isn't there, and that is the Utah Jazz game where we (laughs) lose by 17,000 points. Um, And then you see what we are with him, which is a team who, because he somehow gets 44 points and 18 assists and does every other fucking thing on the team, elevates us to basically winning almost every game. Which is amazing, and it's like, and the and the I was gonna say the the thing with LeBron and him going out, like I don't know if it hurt or helped his MVP chances because his team essentially cannot win without him, and that's very much the case with the, with the you know with the Nets. Like Kyrie and Katie aren't gonna be here. James Harden <laughs> has to essentially throw this team on his back and help them win almost every game. Ice that net, James. You're going in for 42 minutes. 42 minutes he played yesterday. A, a, two day, a day after, before, he didn't even play. Like, I, that's what's so funny is, like, Steve Nash has, in these press conferences is like, is like, uh, you know, yeah, James really wants to play. We kind of had to protect him from himself uh, in the Utah game and just, you know, sit him out. Like, Steve, you're playing in 42 minutes. So many minutes. Um... Like, it's it, it's crazy. Um, but so yeah, I think he, I think he definitely is in the MVP conversation. I, I mean, definitely. Um, and I agree with all all of your points. Um, and he has been a true savior. And I, I know I've said negative things about him, um, but at least in the regular season, he's been great. My fear, William, I'm curious what you think about that. This is that so. When he was first came here, right, it was and, – and his – the few games, I think they played like seven games together with the three, it has been clear that James Harden is like – he's the facilitator. He becomes the guy who like doesn't take as many shots. He gets a ton of assists and like lets the other two players kind of do their thing and he's adjusted his game. Um, but the numbers he was getting – when those two players are on the court are not MVP numbers. And I'm just worried that he could get out of facilitator mode. Exactly. And and, yeah, take on the Houston James Hart again, like, like we were sort of like, we were just saying with Blake Griffin, you know, like I think even James Harden, right. When KD is, is healthy and on the court, Difficult, even for, I mean, human beings, wildly egomaniacal creatures, right? Like, everything that we do that that happens to be good is a product of our genius. Everything that we do that's bad is chance, randomness, bad luck, you know, like, it's not our fault. Someone else's Right, it's some other thing, it's not us. And so we are able to convince ourselves... That we are, and you know, if you're an extraordinary athlete, like an MVP level NBA player, it's almost unfathomable to think that anything could convince you that someone else is better. But then there are people like KD who are just like objectively, you can be 
really fucking good. But there's ba- like other than like LeBron and KD being on a team, like no KD's never going to be on a team where people are like, I don't know, I think I might be better than him. <laughs> <laughs> like even James Harden, like he has, he obviously he thinks he's a total, like he thinks he should have won way more MVPs. He's an, an arrogant guy, but n- I don't think. I don't even think he could possibly think he's better than KD if KD can come back and be fully healthy. What do you think about Kyrie? <laughs> Feel I mean I I know he's we, we both agree that that Kyrie is not as good as James Harden, but in terms of like how Kyrie feels about yeah, well, Kyrie and I and I want I meant to do this for this episode, but then we just had so much more to talk about. I want to look into the thing I brought mm. up last time of game like really good Kyrie games and the correlation between him having a really good scoring night and the Nets' success as a team. Because my suspicion is, uh, the better a game Kyrie has, the worse the result for the team is Mm. not that like him having an efficient, like 28 point game or something like that is bad for the team. But when Kyrie gets more shots than Harden and especially KD, um, I would imagine that that does not correlate with, with team success. So I think that that is a problem. And if, if we like the three of them come back and all of a sudden, of those three, Kyrie is taking the most shots on a consistent basis. I think it's going to be not good. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, of of those uh, of of James Harden and Kyrie, who would be the one who thinks that they maybe are better than KD? Yeah, definitely Kyrie. It's Kyrie. Yeah, I mean, and you know what? Like on like an individual talent, skill, offensive wizardry. <laughs> Basis, there could be an argument that Kyrie is the most talented offensively, which is insane to say because KD and James Harden are literally two of like the five best offensive players ever in the history of the NBA. Yeah, and Kyrie is not in that conversation as like all time great offensive player, but like on a night to night, like. He could be the most talented offensive right. player anyone's ever seen. Right. And that's why, like, in your head, like, what matters? You know, right. like, can you, if, you know, he's, he's like the greatest Harlem Globetrotter of all time. Yes. Like, he yes. can do anything with the ball. Yes. He can, he can make opposing defenses look like the Washington Generals. Yes. Um, no, I, I would even go further than you, William, and say that I am fine with Kyrie taking more shots. Um, um, in the limited, as long as James Harden has the ball more. So if James Harden is working his magic and setting Kyrie up, like Kyrie is a because Kyrie's a more efficient shooter, I'm okay with it. But yes, if if it's like the Kyrie show and James Harden is like a spot up jump shooter, that is bad. Right, where it becomes like Kyrie's usage is super high. The ball doesn't move yeah. from you know he gets it and it's it's his show. Exactly. I agree. Um. Anyway, these would be great problems to have if we yeah, were like hand wringing about like God damn it, Kyrie had a higher usage in KD again last night. Instead, it's like, all right, Kyrie's on personal leave again. K- KD is lacks a hamstring, and James Harden and a broken neck just scored a hundred points and eighty two assists. So in forty eight minutes, in forty eight minutes, when when Nash was resting him, boy, we gotta save him from himself. Get out there, James. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, let's go to our. Oh, we might circle back to the Josiah thing. Well, let's hit this theme, buddy. Okay. Zara Fun's our theme. What's our theme this week? Folks, spring has sprung. You know it. I know it. We can all see it out there. Spring's here. So we thought we'd compare your beloved Brooklyn Nets players to flowers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, (laughs) So I'm very interested to hear what you came up with for this, for Flowers. I will say, in kind of a a heel turn, I took a different direction with this. But it has to do with Flower. (laughs) Okay, this is what I'm working with, folks. How's that coffee? Oh, it's incredible. You're going to need it. All right, so why don't you start off, since this is your theme and you have actual flower comparison. You do you do your thing, huh? <laughs> I'm going my way. I am going my way on this. I year. did it my, my way. way. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, well, folks, um, I thought that t- to start with, my, 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 uh, I said that a lily... Was Kevin Durant, and here's why: I love lilies. Love I, lilies. I like the name Lily. Mm. Lily Tomlin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Other lilies? I don't know. Tiger Lily. Tiger Lily. Okay. <laughs> but if you put ten flowers in front of me mm. and said, "Pick the lily out," <laughs> and this was my problem with this theme. Sorry, <laughs> you're not a flower. I don't. I don't want to hijack this. Yeah, but yeah. I, I couldn't. I don't know what flower is which. I don't know which flower is which. Yikes! Uh, you did go to the botanic garden with Lane McConnell, didn't you? Which is part of why it's like something I will now refuse to ever know any more about because <laughs> I'm so angry about the lecture I received <laughs> that day. So uh, he's a lily. Okay, which, what's a, just to explain? What's describe a lily? It's to like me. a like you know like a white. Lily, like think of like a white flower. It okay. has kind of like a tubular okay, got uh, blossom. Yeah, sure, um, it's kinda elegant, kind of like an orchid, but it's, a little different. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, that's right. But as beautiful and breathtaking as lilies are, they are toxic to cats, which means that in my home, which has a cat, um, we cannot have lilies. And so Kevin Durant is, you know, a beautiful basketball player. Great. Yeah. Great guy to have on your team, but he's not going to play many games. No, right? he's out. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, um, you want to do another one? <laughs> I have something for this. I really do. I believe it. I believe you have a it, wildly different thing. For, for... It does sort of derail. Okay, my next one, William, is carnations. Carnations okay, are now. I've got no clue. Some what of you're your. About. I like... know what a carnita is. <laughs> Which is why I did carnitas and a Taco Bell menu nets. Um, no, that's no, gorditas. Right, you're right, you're right. Um, uh, which I love. Um, so carnations are cheaper flowers. They're, they're some of your cheaper end flowers. But I think you get a lot of bang for your buck from a, from a carnation. And I think they're underrated. And so to me, that's a Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown, not, not making a lot of money. You can obviously see the flaws in his game, but he, he really packs a lot of punch. He's very helpful, 
And, um, you I, know, he's I a carnation. I love offensive rebounding. Yeah, yeah. I love offensive rebounding. Huge, <laughs> like, Enos Cantor yeah, fan. Yeah. Hmm. Um, love a good offensive rebounder. Bruce Brown's even more enjoyable because he's just a pest. Yeah. Like, he's just in there with these huge guys, these monsters. <laughs> and he finds a way to get rebound after rebound, which just makes you think, like, what the fuck are the other guards doing? Like, everyone <laughs> could be in there getting a rebound, but only this one yeah. six-foot-two guy yeah. figured out how to do it? Yeah. Like, it's just an un untapped that, skill that that's these guys could 100% have. right. So, and then my last one, and this is quick, is an aster, which is an all-season... Fucking botanic garden, <laughs> card carrying, folks. I love flowers. An aster. So, truth be told, I didn't know what an aster was until this podcast. Okay. I looked up all season flowers because I wanted James Harden to be an all season flower because he is durable. Right. He plays in all seasons, neck broke is it or beautiful? not. Beautiful. It's pretty lovely. I'll show you. Yeah. It, give me it, a. Give it's me not a like the most beautiful flower, but. Um, here, I'll show you. I'd love a beige. Oh, love it's, those. It's nice, yeah. yeah. Great color. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Simon, as maybe you've picked <laughs> up on, I don't know a lot about flowers. <laughs> if you've been listening to but, anything I've said. But one thing I do love, mm-hmm. flower tortillas. <laughs> This is no less absurd than my Taco Bell fake example, folks. Okay. So, so listen, listen. I love flour tortillas. You know that. And I think it might be a New Mexican thing that we love. Like, I don't know that many other, like, most people don't uh, kind of turn their nose up at flour tortillas. But I feel like the most common form of tortilla in New Mexico is a flour tortilla over a yeah, corn tortilla. Yeah, definitely. And... So, because it's a food thing that I hold near and dear to my heart, and honestly, probably one of my five forever foods mm. is a flour tortilla, like a good flour tortilla. Um, I would like to currently, in this theme, give out uh, a flour tortilla award for every net uh, that I like. So this is just <laughs> this is just like a general appreciation award for like Nets players who I I I like. <laughs> okay, is that all right? Zara? Take it away. <laughs> all right. So first, first uh, flour tortilla award getter and current king of flour tortillas is Nick Claxton. I think he's a fan favorite, and he's my favorite. I love the guy. I always wanted him to be great. Now he's better than great. He's the the GOAT. Um, another Flower Tortilla Award winner, Reggie Perry. Okay. So these are just the Nets players who I like. Reggie Perry. We've had so much turnover that I there's just like a lot of people I don't give a shit about on the team. Right. A lot of players I actively don't like, mm-hmm. one of whom is sitting out for personal reasons. You can try to figure out who that <laughs> another is. Another we just signed. Another we just signed. <laughs> yeah, another guy I did a stat station on tonight is not going to get a Flower Tortilla mm-hmm. Award. <coughs> um, Reggie Perry, I really like. 
Really? I think like... he's a steal. I love I love his game. I think he's really, really athletic. I think he has three-point shooting potential. Mm-hmm. And I think that he is two or three years down the road going to be really good. And already today, I have more confidence in Reggie Perry being in the game than DeAndre Jordan. So he's my second flower. I have a lot of these awards to give out because I like a lot of Nets. Three is James Harden. Obviously, he's the only reason. Without him, we're not even making the playoffs. Four, Bruce Brown, for mm. the reasons we already mentioned. Scrappy. Controversial one. I'm giving Landry Shamit the Flower Tortilla Award. Jesus Christ. I William. am. I like some of what he's doing. He's shooting 39% <laughs> or something he, like yeah, that. Yeah, it's not great. It's not great. Joe Harris, steady, uh-huh. Flower Tortilla. Yeah. And also okay. Lifetime Achievement Flower Tortilla Right, award. Lifetime Achievement Because he's sure. the longest-serving mm-hmm. net. He's one, you know, I know as much as things change, one thing will remain the same, and that is I'll be jealous of Joe Harris's hair, and he'll make, make the majority of his three-pointers. Mm-hmm. Final one, KD. Okay, um, I think that I think that it'll be a miracle if we ever see KD play again. But for the 19 games we have seen him play, he was hands down the most delicious flour tortilla yes. I have tasted. He, he is a true beauty to watch. <laughs> he is a true, true beaut. Um, so that, Simon, is my Spring is Sprung awards <laughs> regarding flour tortillas. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, we all have a, a coworker like this, or a or a family friend, or someone you you know is not going to follow the rules. I broke the rules for the. I just don't know flowers. It's not my forte. Um, and I apologize for that. Okay, so we do have time, Simon, because we're under an hour. We are. Yeah, I'm going to give you three options of things to discuss. Okay. Okay. Joe Sai. Uh, Simon sends a not a Woj bomb, but a Woj sparkler about uh, Cobb Gelly. Oh, right. Uh-huh. Or I was thinking we could check in on the Nets fantasy teams that we created at the beginning of the year <laughs> and see just like how, how we're doing um, against each other head to head and w- w- like what seems strange now. Okay, I think, I think we get it two out of three, don't you? Okay, sure. Why don't we do, why don't we do the second and third one? Okay, so what do you want to say about uh, Cabangeli? So Cabangeli is a guy who has just been dumped. Uh, the um, Clippers basically paid the... I don't remember who they traded him to, but they traded him to some team, and they gave that team money just, just to, to take him. To the um, Kings. To the Kings, right. Um, this was a guy that both William and I were jonesing for. We were, we were devastated when the Nets traded their 29th first-round pick um, two years ago, and... Uh, you know, thought that it was a, a mistake and, um, you know, but then we ended up getting Nick Claxton at 31, who is much, much better than Kevin Gelly, who, again, I cannot emphasize enough, may be out of the league. Uh, it does not currently have a team, uh, cause the, the uh, Oh, um, they waived him? Yeah, they, they cut him. Oh, no. They took the money and ran. Um... And, uh, yeah, that, that's all so I have to say. So is this your tip Let's, of the hat? To, tip of the uh, hat to Sean Marks. Great pick. <laughs> that was a great pick. Uh, love Nick. Love Nick. Don't think I would like Capengelli very much. No. But one thing um, we both love is 
flour tortilla award winner Reggie Perry. I don't love Reggie Perry. I mean, I think he's a fabulous 55th pick, but he has no idea what's going on on the basketball court. Like, he, it's very clear when he's out there, like, he doesn't know where he's supposed to be. He doesn't know what's going on, which, again, is fine. He's quite young, um, and it's understandable, but to love a guy who just is the net's hemorrhage Simon, points when he's like on the court. Love. Yeah, I know. Um, all right. <laughs> Let's look at our fantasy teams. Do you okay. know how to get there? I, why don't you look at it? Okay. All right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'll give you the flower award for do, doing it. All right. So right now, Simon, you are currently sitting in first by oh, a great. pretty margin at 31 points. Right. I'm at like 28. 30. So what I happened was, was before the season, for those of you who, who weren't here for this episode, Simon and I drafted in a roto league, um, a roto draft, a stake draft. Anyway, we drafted seven nets. Each of our teams has seven nets players on it. So my team is Kevin Durant. Jared Allen, no longer a net. Spencer Dinwiddie, injured after game four. DeAndre <laughs> Jordan, Green, TLC, and Bruce Brown. Mm-hmm. So I think a big issue for my team is, one, Spencer Dinwiddie has basically not played at all this season. Um, two, Kevin Durant has basically not played at all this season. That's a clear issue. And three, Jared Allen is no longer on my uh, on the team, though that's not really an issue for why he's being bad. He's been great in the other thing. Uh, for you, Simon, you have the following players on your team. Wow, amazing. This is a time capsule. You have <laughs> Kyrie Irving, mm-hmm. who's played a lot more than KD, so is why you're probably doing well. Karis LeVert, who is out for much of this, but is now back and doing great. Uh, Joe Harris, Shamit, Torian Prince, who is INJ, apparently, Johnson, and Kudutz. Wild stuff. We, how many, so you have one, two, three, four. Karis, Prince, oh, three. Karis, Prince, and and, uh, Kudutz are no longer Nets. How quickly things change. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. M- miss miss those all. Miss each well, and every. Well, not Prince. I hate Prince. Hate. And, and clearly the the the, uh, the old um, that was clearly when we saw rumors like oh yeah the 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 um, the who oh the Cavs have uh, offered Prince in in trades. Yeah, I bet they have. <laughs> Didn't see him move, did you, folks? Wow. Okay. Well, anyway, um, that's our team. Those are our teams. Yeah. Good. Congratulations. I forget what we bet. <laughs> I'm sure something. I don't remember either. Um, but we'll figure it out. Right. One one thing's for sure. If um, Kevin Durant comes back, I'm gonna get clobbered because my team <laughs> outside of. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you're winning. Kyrie, well, because none of your team, yeah, none of your players play. I think Spencer losing Spencer Dinwiddie in Game Three or Four was a was a blow to my squad. Kurutz, um still on a team. Do you, can you name what team Kurutz is on? He got traded again, didn't he? Yeah. The deadline. Yeah. Um, I want to. He wasn't waived though. Say Heat. Nope. No. Uh, they're Bulls. in the Eastern. No. I don't know. 
Try another Eastern Conference team. Good team. Magic? Good team. Oh, good team. Potential um, championship team. Heat? Did I already say Heat? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you uh, keep saying Sixers? Heat. Really good team last season in particular. Raptors? Oh, my God. Speaking of the mic. <laughs> Raptors? Nope. <laughs> Giannis. Oh, the Bucks. The Bucks, yes, yes. Okay, we gotta stop. Anyway, Kuvers is a Buck now. Mm. Yeah, and I think. Oh, it was part of the um, the Tucker trade. Yes, PJ Tuck. Yes, exactly, exactly. Interesting though that they haven't cut him. Yeah, I mean he makes no money, so you know. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, okay, Simon, would you tell people where they might consider rating, reviewing, and? Um, Referring us to anyone in their life who may or may not work at uh, Bud Light Lime Factory Inc. Yes, send your Bud Life Bud Light Lime um, info to maybe next time at gmail dot com, uh, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at maybe next time, and please give us five stars. I do, William, want to give a shout-out to um, our longtime fan and, and very kind person who, um, IRLJZ, who, uh, you know, every so often, William, you know, we're... We're sitting around, and you know it can it can start to feel sort of uh, formulaic. That yeah, you're lonely. You're not sure if anyone hears you. Who the hell cares, right? And um, every so often, IRLJZ will send something that perk, perks up uh, perks up our spirits. So thank you so much for that. Thank you for listening, um, and thank you to uh, all of our listeners as well. Yeah, every single one of you. That's right. Uh, we appreciate you all, and we more than just appreciate you we would like to communicate with you so send stuff in a question would be nice like um where does simon get his haircut in the pandemic times Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. do you have a good answer for that i forget what the place is called but it's on 7th ave it's something Cool. Yeah, check that out. Uh, they're some of the best around, honestly, in the biz. Um, all right. Hopefully, by the next time we speak with you, we will have a firm return date for KD. We will have a uh, personally healthy Kyrie, and maybe uh, Shamit will be back in the in the mix. Yeah, I think Shamit could be back. Shamit, Shamit could be back in the mix. Uh, Reggie Perry will be good. Um, oh, we'll be able to talk about um, LaMarcus Aldridge, which I think we're both excited to to see what he looks like um, out on the court. So anyway, thank you very, very much for listening. Oh, and we can do this part together too, Simon. That's right. All right, we'll go ahead and uh, see ya next time. I was tired of my lady. We'd been together too long. Like a worn out recording Of a favorite song So while she lay there sleeping I read the paper in bed And in the personal columns There was this letter I read If you like